0: Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata.
1: It's the greatest show on earth!
0: Bickley and Murata.
1: Good morning Jeez, and welcome! to the world!
2: Dan Bickley.
1: Sportsman, sports. Man, sports. Yeah. Vince
2: Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo, are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata.
1: Spectacular! This is the greatest
0: I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history
2: of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley
1: and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. All right, here we go. Valley Sports Fans off on a shenanigans Wednesday. It is Dan Bickley, it is Vince Murata, and our merry band of ass dragons. <laughs> that always accompany us that always accompany us on a wednesday yeah i heard merry band of and i know and then i was like okay yeah yeah wednesday. the merry band of ass dragons it's an ass dragon wednesday is it what is. it is it is mm-hmm. but you're Jer- full of
0: pep today
2: yeah,
1: you're not dragon yeah no i'm not jared looks surprisingly
2: good for a wednesday you know what's weird is i think because i i Slept extra poorly the f- last few days that I slept wh- better last oh, okay. night. So
0: it sort of reinvigorated that. That's me. a morning show silver lining. When you have a couple of bad days of sleep, you yeah. know on the back end you're going to yeah, get yeah. repaid. Right, right.
1: It's temporary, yeah. but it's, it's, yeah. at some point in time you're going to be able to do nothing but sleep if you stack a couple of bad days together. Oh, That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, we might as well table this now as well. Uh, poor Sarah Cazell was supposed to be departing on her honeymoon today. And she is here working today.
3: And tomorrow. And tomorrow.
1: You want to know what happened? I know what happened. Why? What happened? What
2: happened was uh, a celebrity insulted you and your husband did not defend you by slapping him in the face (laughs) and you said, that's it. I'm not going on that. That's the end. (laughs) No. Well, my poor husband. He is sick as a dog right now. So we are not traveling. Yeah, that's that's
1: really, really uh, a kick in the groin, isn't it, Vinny? Yes. Yeah, it really yeah. is. I felt so, uh, so bad I, when you texted us that yeah, yesterday. Sarah. I know.
0: I know.
2: I'll be honest, I know there's a lot of bad going on in the world right now, but I cried. I cried kind of a lot. Yeah, you should. I, I very sad. Yeah, I was that, really that, looking forward
1: to yeah, it. Yeah, listen, that's something that can really kind of throw you off the rails. I, I feel terrible for you, that is awful. But as I said, there's going to be something that happens on your honeymoon that will be date specific to your rescheduled time and you'll make it and it will feel to the both of you like it was meant to be.
2: I really appreciate that, Dan. And it
1: wasn't canceled, it was just postponed. Correct. Yeah. So right.
2: now we're still s- married, we're still going <laughs> to have a honeymoon. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: You still have something to look forward to now. Yes. yes. There, there you go. And for as bad as I felt when you got that text, when, when Bick sent that text on the group message, I was like, I'm... My heart is warm again. I know. And it, oh, a, you're it, alive again? It's a, yeah. I mean, every, like once every six months, I get Something some sort happens. of palpitation where I'm like, wow, I really do have human emotions. <laughs> yeah. This is great.
2: This is like, really cool. Thank and you the, for that, It's Vic. like when the I Grinch saw the uh, members of Whoville dancing <laughs> right. in town square. Listen, yes. I,
1: I love that metaphor. I lean on that metaphor very, very frequently. The Who's down in Whoville still having Christmas without presents. There's yeah. a very strong message in there, Jarrett. Yeah. I will say... I am still sad. If anyone wants to
2: tweet me photos of puppies, you can do so. At Sarah Gazelle. I will take that. Shots of
1: lemoncello.
2: Stuff like that. You're right. I I saw uh, Kellen was doing that yesterday. Oh, that's right. er, He told everyone to tweet him their picture if they have a dog named Booker. And he had a lot. And he had a lot. He has a lot of followers. A lot of cute dogs. I'm gonna so, go look at that thread right now. Is there that go. many dogs named
0: Booker? Really? Okay. There was at least like ten. Is there was that not right? the I did not know that. Much like yeah. the Shaquille name with uh, with mm-hmm. with male babies being born in this country, there wasn't a Booker, a dog named Booker in Phoenix before
3: 2016. <laughs> no, I <laughs> know
1: that's that crazy. Not... <laughs> All right, we've got a lot of fun stuff to do today. Jared, start the show. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. splash. Animal. The Splash brought to you by
0: Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, we start the splash. The Suns back at it tonight in San Francisco against the reeling Golden State Warriors. Suns looking for their 62nd win on the season, which would tie a franchise record their ninth straight win overall. Meanwhile, the Warriors 48 and 28, but just 7 and 15 in their last 22. They've lost six of seven, but they have won two of the previous three matchups between these teams, including the one in San Francisco on December 3rd that snapped the Sun's 18 game winning streak. That game tips off tonight at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starting at 6.30 here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Uh, we're getting to the point now where the regular season is winding down. We know what's ahead in the playoffs. We know the Suns will be the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And in years past, a lot of uh, fans of a team would say, oh, man, let's get through this. I I mark these like, mentally on my calendar. I can't wait to sit down and watch the Suns play basketball tonight. That's how, how enjoyable this has been.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. It's it's there's there's a historic nature um, to this season that is shaping up right in the here and now, and and we talked about the 68 win plateau. While that might be a little amb- overly ambitious, it is still quite something. Dwayne Rankin pointed out the Suns can finish with the best road record in NBA history. By winning their final five road games. Wow, I didn't realize. Wow. That. I didn't Best realize that road either. record in NBA. You don't think that appeals to that basketball team? Road dogs. Road dogs. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, it's the the 2015-16 Warriors were 34 and seven on the road in the year that they won 73 games. Holy moly! They only lost two games at home. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and right now the Suns are 30 and six on the road. So they can best that record. They can go thirty-five and six on the road wow. and set an NBA record.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. either did I. NBA action last night, Giannis and Tetacumpo blocked a Joel Embiid put back attempt with just seconds left, preserving Milwaukee's 118-116 win over Philadelphia that elevates the Bucks to number two in the East. Now drops Philadelphia to fourth. Heading into Wednesday's action, Giannis had a ho-hum 40 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks, three steals.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a block of Joel Embiid at the rim to win, to preserve the victory. Yeah, he's got a knack Signature. for that. Man. Kevin Durant had 41 points for Brooklyn in a
0: 130-123 win over Detroit. The Dallas Mavericks, led by as many as 37 points... In beating the Lakers 128-110, to 110. Dallas had 82 points in the first half. It was unbelievable. The, the most points the Lakers have given up in a half since 1959, LeBron's rookie season. Uh, Le- <laughs> what I did there. Uh, La- La- Los Angeles now actually at a tie, but if the playoffs were to begin today, they would be on the outside looking in, even of the playoff games. <laughs> uh, the play-in games, I should say. San Antonio uh-huh. would have that 10th spot. What are the Lakers doing on national television still? Great question. That's what happens when you make your uh, TV schedule in September. Do we know what
1: the Lakers' Twitter account dropped last night for a yes. loss? Would they drop a Russell picture of? Russell <laughs> Westbrook. Oh, that's the first time he's been on. <laughs> yeah. They, they after just, a loss. <laughs>
0: they didn't feel uh-huh. like picking on Austin Reeves or Malik yeah. Monk again. Yeah. Right. Or Wenyan Gabriel. Uh, Paul George <laughs> it, it, returned from a 43 game absence for the Clippers. They beat Utah 121 115. George had 34 points. Utah led this game by 18 at the end of the first quarter and by as many as 25 in the third quarter, and they blew it. They had a player leave and go to the hospital after Rudy Gobert accidentally elbowed Trent Forrest in the face. Donovan Mitchell had a brain f- Chris Webber-esque brain fart late in the game calling a timeout when they didn't have any, leading to a technical foul. The Jazz have lost five in a row, and yeah. they seem to be imploding a little bit, too. And,
1: and, and I've been saying, I've been feeling what Jared said this morning. I I don't know why I don't fear that basketball team. They were the number one team in the Western Conference last year. Mm-hmm. I, I just, they lost it feels, to the shorthanded Clippers I just I, feels like I'm more peaked. afraid of that Clippers team now that Paul George just reinserted too. himself in the conversation. I am, too. Uh, D-backs
0: made it official yesterday. They announced their contract extension for uh, second baseman Cattell Marte, five years, $76 million. The press release pointed this out. didn't even dawn on me. Since the beginning of the 2019 season, Cattell Marte is second in the major leagues in batting average behind only Tim Anderson of and the Chicago White Sox. Marte's hitting 318 in that span. I wouldn't have been able to guess either one of those guys. D-backs fell to the Cubs, 3-2 in Cactus League play at Sloan Park. Zach Davies struggled in his D-back spring debut. He gave up uh, three runs in three innings. Snakes back at it at Salt River Fields today against Colorado, One ten. Uh, Zach Gallen will make his first spring appearance in today's game, so that's good news. Coyotes trying to snap their losing streak, which stands at six straight. They host San Jose tonight at Gila River Arena. Yotes, during the uh, six-game losing streak, have scored a total of nine goals. That game gets underway at seven. Pre-game coverage at 6.30 on ESPN, 6.20 a.m. and 98.7 FM HD2. NFL approved a change in playoff overtime rules. The new rules guarantee that each team will get an offensive possession in overtime, meaning Josh Allen and the Bills would have had a chance to answer the Chiefs in their playoff loss in January if these new rules had been in place. If both teams score on that first possession, it becomes a sudden death
1: affair. Yeah, and that's fair. That's that's reasonable.
0: Uh, I Yeah, we talked about that very briefly yesterday. We'll have more on the, the rule changes coming up uh, in today's show. Commissioner Roger Goodell spoke at the league's meetings in Palm Beach yesterday, said that Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson still could face disciplinary action from the league stemming from 22 pending civil suits accusing him of inappropriate sexual conduct. Quote, obviously, these are serious charges, so we're looking at it seriously. The personal conduct policy is something that is very important to us, and it does not need a criminal violation in order p- to pursue it, Goodell said. Uh, the Pac-12, if you have an office at the Pac-12 headquarters in San Francisco, you might want to start packing that up. They're, <laughs> they're moving out of that facility and going virtual after the lease runs out in San Francisco in 2023. That means the Pac-12 Network Television Headquarters will also relocate a uh, full-time location for that facility. Has not been chosen as of yet. And Arizona's Tommy Lloyd named the NABC Coach of the Year for 2022. In his first season in Tucson, Lloyd led the Wildcats to a 33-4 record. Pac-12 regular season and tournament championships. A number one seed in the NCAA tournament and a trip to the Sweet 16. Not a bad first year for Tommy Lloyd. Yeah, how about it? But... The silver lining for everybody else is they're not still playing basketball. <laughs> I'm so petty. There you go. There's your splash for a Wednesday, March 30th. Coming up next, Cliff Kingsbury speaking at the league meetings and, again, indicating everything's okay with the Cardinals and their quarterback, Kyler Murray. We'll get into it next. Pickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and
1: Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station.
0: I mean, we are in a great spot with him. You know, I know that was what it was, but uh,
2: nothing has changed from and Since we got him, he's done nothing to do this and will
3: continue to. And so we're excited about his future. Um, we want to make him Arizona football for us.
0: Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, speaking at the league meetings yesterday in uh, Palm Beach, Florida, uh, talking about the current relationship with quarterback Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to make him a long-term Cardinal. You know, everything's good. Um, it, just judging from the comments coming from one side of this, and actually even Kyler Murray's comments last week, why are we in the situation that we're in if there's nothing there?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly right, and it's... it's it's kind of disconcerting because as and I'm referencing Jared for the second time in this show already this is a new record. <laughs> there's like there's like an alternate reality that the Cardinals are choosing to present versus the one that we have all speculated on and then more to the point it's getting to the point where they're mocking the real reality while selling this alternate reality. It's really bizarre to me. But I think it's indicative of there must have been some movement behind the scenes. There must have been. There must have been something about, look, we need to present a unified front either to attract free agents, either to to sell tickets, to sell the direction of where this football team is going, to to really kind of hammer home that we're all on board here, that it isn't just we're rewarding this half and that half or not. So there must have been otherwise how do you explain what we are hearing now versus what the agent has put out in the universe I, I mean
0: you could easily fall onto the salute you know the the, the answer of damage control mm mm-hmm. definitely wow, this got sideways but to your point if if this is where they are and there has been movement behind the scenes and we need to present a unified front for this offseason for free agents and and for fans who might be throwing their arms up these are just words, still. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we know. Oh, yeah. We know that uh, you know from Eric Burkhart that actions speak louder than words.
3: Where, yes. Where's the right. action? Hashtag
1: commitment. Where's right. the action? Right. Exactly. And, and so that that to me um, illustrates there there has to have been some sort of movement in between these two camps because let's be honest, the way this thing all went down, starting with Chris Mortensen on Super Bowl Sunday, it's it's been a disaster. In terms of how you go about managing a young franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. and and how you go about instilling public trust in what you're doing, and, and I think that the way that this thing was going, it was it, it made the Cardinals kind of a laughingstock, and and Kyler Murray's agent. That's the whole uh, everything about it was not uh, was not conducive. <laughs> to to running it back and feeling good about it, so I don't know what's going on, man. I really don't. It would be it will be a, a flashpoint of serious anger if suddenly Kyler Murray doesn't show up in August. Well, and all and or, all, and or all or of this, that. or before that, and then all of this right now is nothing but, as you said, spin control. Uh,
0: but I mean, something that happened yesterday via social media would indicate that he's probably going to show up. In OTAs Mm -hmm. and minicamps, and Mm -hmm. that was a video on Twitter that circulated. I think it was put out by the Cardinals official account. Uh, Kyler Murray in the background uh, of what appeared to be the Cardinals weight room with JJ Watt in front of him. Mm -hmm. So apparently working out together. And JJ, it's it's a two second video clip, but this is JJ Watt with and picture this if you haven't seen it, Kyler Murray, you know, changing the plates on, on the on the bar. And here's JJ Watt. But, 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 but. Here's one thing. You know, I, I'm a big fan of JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this stance he's taken on social media because this is now twice where he's poked fun, trolled the media, mm-hmm. and the fans and the that the are fans. upset with this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was, hey, I tried to call, I tried to FaceTime Kyler Murray, and he didn't answer. I wonder what that could mean. Are we still friends? Uh, yeah, are we still yeah. friends? And then this one, here he is working out. Yeah, kind of poking fun at the people that say there's there's a rift there.
1: Right. I don't I don't get that. I, I don't get that either. It's sort of a misdirection because we, we in the media and Cardinal fans as a as a fan base are just reacting to stuff that has been put out there. Yes, that's all we're doing. And it's it's clear that the Cardinals have left the speculation to us. Like, for instance, if you want to contrast, look up on the screen right now. Jim Merce, very public, that it was very obvious we needed to move off Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. Okay. You can relate to that because that's an owner being honest. We didn't have our guy. We didn't have our right guy. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I think in the case of this, be careful trolling the fans because they're they're emotional, they they they're invested, oh, they they care about this and, and
3: reeling
0: still, right? Yes, and I've witnessed it on both sides too. the 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 group of fans that is firmly in support of Kyler Murray as the guy moving forward, they're pissed because of the criticism, but there's still a lot of fans. Sarah's right. That playoff loss happened in January. Yeah, that swoon is months old now. and yeah. the the fans that are questioning Kyler Murray and wondering if he is the guy, I think they're even veering off further in the direction
1: of this is not the guy. I think that's the way it's moved. Yes, I do. There's I, a big separation. Well, it's there's a recency bias. There's a a fact that that game happened on on a gigantic stage. There was um a, a level of of absolute shock from the people who thought Kyler Murray was going to do just the opposite. Count me among that crew that thought he was going to absolutely sizzle.
0: Oh, I remember the week of the game leading up to that Monday night playoff game and you had brought it up. It's like, this is what Kyler Murray has been preserving himself. For. Yeah. This will be Kyler unleashed this in is Los Angeles. Kyler. On, Kyler unleashed. And we yeah. saw the exact opposite. No, that's and exactly it's a, right. It's a one game sample. And I freely admit for as critical as I've been of Kyler Murray uh, for that performance that's the last sample yeah. we got, and it—it's it, hard to
1: picture anything else because it, like you said, recency bias. And, and then there's been this effort from the Cardinals to to paint and reframe Cliff Kingsbury as this phenomenal head coach, which is really counterintuitive to everything we have all witnessed with our own eyes. So there's that. That is that's that's the alter. This is part of the alternative reality that we're, that's that's right here in front of us. Uh-huh. You know, it's when you go and choose to give your head coach that lengthy of an extension, and then you hear people talk about him in glowing terms, it's spin. That's what it is. And and, and there's danger in that. So again, so I, I'm glad the story is where it's at. I'm glad that that Kyler Murray is working out. I'm glad that there are no signs that he's about to have a little sit down strike here. But again, it's. These just words. This is just. This is all nothing. And We got more,
0: more uh, months of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right.
1: Can't wait. Talky talky
0: talky. Yeah, but you know, but you no know, what we're gonna more have you know, you know what
1: we're gonna have juxtaposed to that we're gonna have NBA playoff basketball games.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and then we won't have to worry. That'll about That'll
1: be the, the words. reality I choose to live in. <laughs> yeah. Last shot to participate in the madness. Text
0: bucks to six twenty six twenty and choose from the last four teams for your chance to win five hundred bucks. It's Bucks, B-U-C-K-S to 620-620. The Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks is presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Coming up next, speaking of those Phoenix Suns, going for a uh, franchise record-tying 60-second win tonight against the Warriors. We'll get into some Suns talk straight ahead. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Sun's Day brought to you by Four Peaks Wow
1: Wheat on the home of Phoenix Suns basketball 987 FM
3: Arizona's Sports Station. Sun's Day with Pickley and Murata. We have to have some balance there. The one thing we don't want to do is decondition. And and you can do that. You know, there's I'm learning more and more about uh, conditioning and, and heart rate and, and how you can, you know, maintain a certain level. We're going to put a plan together, but we also want them to be involved in it. We have some guys that love to play and they have personal goals and they, they have... When you have guys that want to play, you don't want to, you know, take that away from your program and especially the, the spirit and attitude that we have in our gym every single day. So we're trying to strike a balance. Not quite sure if we're going to get that <laughs> achieved. I'm just grateful that our guys love to play. Um, I'll have conversations with... Um, a few of them to make sure that we're doing the right things by them and by us. Um, but I, I don't think there's a right answer. There.
0: That's the key word, Monty Williams trying to find the balance on how to attack these last seven games mm-hmm. from a playing time standpoint for the Suns. There are, and he talked about it in that soundbite too. There are personal goals. I think there's team and franchise goals that are still uh, important for a lot of the guys on the on this team. But uh, that's the big billion-dollar question is, how do you balance it? it, You know, risking deconditioning? No, there was never a debate in years past. Players played, and that was it. Yeah. I, I looked it up. Actually, it was pointed out uh, on some website that I was looking at. Through this point of the season, Vic, there's only mm-hmm. six players in the entire NBA this year that have played in every single one of their team's games. Mikel Bridges is being one of them because he never misses games. But league-wide, only six. Now, yeah, that's that's that, a very low number. That number could be a lot uh, smaller because you know years past you didn't deal with COVID and and COVID ran rampant through the league earlier this year. But um, it is something that is very much on the 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 front boiler for for Monty Williams these mm-hmm. last seven games. In addition to achieving those goals that I mentioned,
1: yeah, and so so I think really the the idea of you don't want to get deconditioned. Uh, yeah, that's I think that's very real. So what he's saying there is you don't want to shut this thing like down immediately and give these guys two, three weeks off. You don't want to do that. That's not the solution. Uh, you don't want to lose this edge this team is playing with, but at the same time, you want to be smart about the opportunities you have been provided by clinching the number one seed. And to me, uh, it, I look at it very simplistically as I presented yesterday, that back-to-back game in Los Angeles against the Clippers, that to me would be a warning sign. That's That that could be a potential trap for for unnecessary injury uh because back to backs this late in the season eh, and then there's that last game against Sacramento and again I think we saw what they did when it was it in the bubble or I forget when it was when we were wondering I think it was last season we were wondering if the Suns were going to do the same thing kind of shut it down and they shut it down the last game of the season so it was back to backs
0: on that I believe Saturday and Sunday in San
1: Antonio and they shut it down and they won both games. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's they wrote one exactly, right. more right. to a
0: victory in yeah. one of those games with a buzzer beater.
1: And they might do that again, just given how close this team is and how deep this team happens to be. So I think that's what you do. Uh, as I pointed out earlier on, courtesy of Dwayne Rankin, who presented this morning, that the Suns can p- still post the best road record in NBA history. They'd have to win their final five road games, but that's quite a proverbial feather in a cap, isn't it? Oh, man. Best road record in NBA history. That t- Tell me that wouldn't speak to this basketball team. When your road record winning
0: percentage is better than any other team's home winning percentage yeah, in the league, yeah. um, that's something I don't think we've talked about enough. I don't think it, I, and I think it doesn't get talked about enough league-wide. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talked about the Suns' place in, in the big picture going into the playoffs, but That level of separation is not something we've seen in quite some time. No. The the best team to the second best team, there's a miles wide gap between those two.
1: Well, and that's that's right. Then you start looking at this and you realize how close this Phoenix team was, is, well, they can't reach it now, but how close they could have been to a 70-win season, which is unheard of. And I think what's happening now is you're starting to hear people, smart basketball people, realize that there's the Suns and there's everybody else in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. It's a little scary to wrap your head around, but because being prohibitive favorites to win a championship is not something we've dealt with here. And it also means that it's
2: title or bust. Of course it is. If they don't win the championship... of Anything course. else is a disappointment. Of
1: course, which they haven't been in in a lo- they have never probably never been in that situation. Yeah, listen, and, and I wonder how this year will test that theory that I rolled out there that, that uh, when your team gets to a championship game or a championship round, it, it, the the disappointment is is it's muted by the fact that at least you got to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You may not plant the flag, but you were in that battle. And I felt that way after the Cardinals lost the Super Bowl, and I felt that way after the Cardinal after the Suns lost the NBA Finals to the Bucks. Now, if they lost the NBA Finals this year, I'm guessing it's going to hit a little bit different. But 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 like I said, yeah, a lot. But but I also believe that that this postseason, it might. I hate to say this, Vinny, because I know it gets you all weirded out, but it might not be that dramatic. That's how good they are. I hope that's the case. It might be. Because we, we've we seen this. We've seen teams that were clearly better than the competition just roll through the playoffs. Yeah. And then you get up 3-0, you might lose a game because you lost attention. That's, that's, the, that's the pool the Suns might be swimming in. That's what history suggests. So Bill Simmons said it. Colin Coward said it yesterday. He predicted the Suns are going to sail through the NBA playoffs. So there's people who are starting to realize yeah. this. And there's going to be pressure that comes with that. You but, want to hear that Colin Cowherd yeah, I do. soundbite? Yeah, I do. Here's Colin
0: Cowherd and his show on Fox. If
1: you look at analytics, Phoenix is not only the best team, they're going to fly through
0: the playoffs. The one or two teams out east may give them pushback. But Phoenix, so Phoenix has a best record by eight and a half games in the league. Analytically, they're the best clutch team in the NBA in years. Their net rating, I know this is all boring, it's like 32 and a half. The Bucks are second at 15. They're the best team. They have the best record. But there's no drama. They're healthy. Monty Williams never makes a headline. Devin Booker doesn't make a headline. Mikael Bridges never makes a headline. And the fans are right. The media is showing bias. Phoenix is easily the best team in the league. And we don't talk about it. See, with all due respect to you, with all due respect to Colin Cowherd and Bill Simmons, I'm I'm not subscribing (laughs) to that because you can point to the numbers Uh. and the results and the analytics all you want. When the playoffs start, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that kick in. A the clean slate mentality kicks in, and mm-hmm. the human factor kicks in. Mm-hmm. We mentioned during the splash, Giannis making another play at the rim in, in crunch time. Mm-hmm. He's got a knack for that. We saw it in the finals last year. And if you want to compare similar feelings to when the Suns, I think the closest we probably ever felt to what we feel now uh, going into the playoffs was 93. It was a magical season. New arena, new uniforms, Charles Barkley, 62 games, best record in the league. Yes, Michael Jordan was standing in the way. But the Phoenix Suns, as soon as the playoffs started, they got slapped in the face. They struggled, yeah. And they had to go to game five. They were Uh down 0-2 to the Lakers, Uh and they had to go to game five and overtime to beat the Lakers in the first round. They struggled a bit with San Antonio. They had to go to Game 7 against Seattle. Sailing through the playoffs... But this is not that. It's This would be the year after that. Like, this is the second year that
2: the Suns are doing this. Yeah. That,
0: that's why people are feeling even more but again, confident this but, year. But no, no, no. We're talking about the feeling of the team in real time. And, you know, last year, I hate to admit it, I enjoyed every minute of that playoff run. I never... Until the finals started. It, I, I didn't expect when the playoffs started the Suns to be playing in the finals. Mm-hmm. I was happy to be there. Yeah. Oh, when this they were is down a, 2-1 to the Lakers. This is a much different feeling this year because you have... People like Colin Cowherd and Bill Simmons saying, yeah, they're easily the best team and and, and they're going to win this. And
1: I know that worries you because you don't want to set anybody, especially yourself, up for massive disappointment. I get all of that. But I also said, historically, you look at basketball teams that are doing what the Suns are doing right now. And sometimes those teams hot knife through butter because 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 nobody not only can no one touch their talent or their chemistry, no one can touch their hunger. That's the difference in this basketball, team. And, and the only reason it wouldn't be like that is what all the
2: national media has been saying. Well, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be back, and Jamal Murray and Steph Curry. Hey. Like when all these guys come back, you're going to really see what everybody's made of.
1: I, 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 I believe what Vin, I believe part of what Vinny just said. There's something about the Bucks that if there was a rematch with the Bucks, I would go. Okay, that's no sure thing. You're playing a team that can get after you defensively. They've already beaten you in the finals. Yeah, the teams are different, but we're talking about the cult of Giannis. And in the NBA, one guy like that can tilt tilt everything. Then there's the Brooklyn factor. We don't know what that team's going to look like. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to join that team or what is going to go on with them. So they get to the finals against one of those two teams. I might be a little weirded out. The Boston thing might be interesting. but But to me, the West, this might be... It 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 really feels like the Suns aren't are not only not afraid of this upcoming moment, but they want to just lay it to everybody. That's what it feels like. Well,
0: and you might get a sample of that tonight against the Warriors. The Warriors are not gonna be whole. Steph Curry's not gonna play. But this could be, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the final statements that the Suns make going into the postseason. Yeah. Get the record tying, victory and really lay some hurt on the Warriors. And then the other one would be Memphis. And
1: then the big game in Memphis. Those are the two games where you
0: really announce yourself. And then shut it down after that. And then shut (laughs) it down. (laughs) Right. Uh, You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, spoke yesterday at the league meetings and covered a lot of ground. We'll tell you some of what the commission had to say next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7
1: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Pickley and Marada. and
3: mornings. I'm not sure I would connect it necessarily to the Rooney rule. I think the offensive systems is a recognition of the fact that we don't have um, the type of offensive, the number of offensive coordinators that are people of color. And we think that's where most of the head coaches, at least the recent Years have been a trend on the offensive side of the ball, and this gives us an opportunity to develop some people in that area.
1: That is
0: Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, yesterday. We talked about it briefly in yesterday's show, Vic, um, about the new rule where NFL teams will be required uh, and these coaches will be paid out of a league fund, but to uh, bring on a minority offensive assistant, whether that is a person of color or a female candidate, uh, and that'll be paid by, by the league. But uh, Roger Goodell saying it's not necessarily tied to the Rooney rule. Um, to me, there's a lot of inconsistency in that. Uh, and maybe this is my simple brain at work here. But if I'm an NFL team, I'm always looking for the next big thing. I'm always looking for the next hot assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I again, back to the, the genesis of this rule... Um, if it allows teams to find those people,
1: this is a good rule. But uh, I guess we were mistaken in assuming that it was tied to the Rooney Rule. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know if there's a distinction without a difference or I diff- I don't know. I, I just it it seems to me that this is just a way to to stop um, the the sham of token interviews mm-hmm. that have happened under the Rooney Rule. So I I think that you know it's. There's, there's a lot of people who are going to react negatively in principle, but I think the NFL has realized th- this is just not representative of, of our league. Yep. Our, our numbers in terms of executive and coaches are not are, are not at all diverse, yep. and they're just trying to do something about it. So I, that's really all I have to say about well, it.
0: Well, I'll give the NFL credit, too. They pass rules every year, uh, whether it's related to coaching mm-hmm. and the Rooney Rule or competition on the field. They're trying to improve the product. So yesterday, the new overtime proposal – uh, that gets approved and will be in play for the postseason of the 2022 season. Uh, here's Roger Goodell on his thinking on why change that rule.
3: Twelve games in, in the postseason have been in overtime, uh, seven of which I believe uh, were won on the first uh, possession. That when we see that, that's the type of thing that I think our coaches and everyone really looked at. This is an issue in the postseason. We should deal with. Uh, I think they would like the the overtime rule in the regular season. I don't necessarily mean believe that just because we're doing it in the postseason that'll lead to the in the post uh, in the regular season. Though,
2: um, he sure sounds like a sniveling weenie, doesn't he? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean,
3: he just like has
2: no like command of the room ever. Not that that has anything to do with anything. That just whenever well, I he kind oh, of does. I mean, yeah. he's in charge of
0: the, the, the most popular sports league in America. I don't know. Um the so the the Colts and Eagles proposal that guarantees a possession for each team that's the one that gets passed. Did you see the Titans proposal? No, I did not. That one did not pass obviously, but their proposal allowed for the team with the first possession in overtime to win only with
1: a touchdown
0: and a successful two-point conversion.
1: Yeah, that's getting a little too tricked up, yeah, in my opinion. I agree. I, I think that in, in tr- I, as much as I like the spot-and-choose idea from the Baltimore Ravens, I, I think that that would add layers of complication and confusion and all that kind of stuff because, like, for instance, and for those who don't know, the spot-and-choose rule would be that one team gets to pick where the football is going to be placed, and then the other team gets to choose whether they want the Ball or whether they'll play defense. And it's to me, it's fascinating, but there's a lot of calculations that go into that. And so if a team, like, say, if the Cardinals were playing the 49ers and it went to overtime, and Cliff Kingsbury said, yeah, 38-yard line, how long does the other team have to decide? Do they have to decide instantaneously? so I don't know. I think I think as much as I like that, that that's a little bit too tricked up as well. And I think that I think I think there's some truth to what Mike Tomlin said. Sudden death and and ties in football. The system, it's part of what makes football great, in my opinion. It's not always fair. And that's that's always been the essence of people who wanted the overtime rule change. They wanted football to be more fair. And to me, the hardcore unfair nature of it is part of the appeal to me, as long as it's not in the postseason. So I think that they accomplished the bottom line of what they needed to do with the overtime rule. Made it such that a team in the midst of a magical season, and maybe even a magical game inside a magical season, doesn't get shut out of having the ball in overtime. Okay, I can live with that.
0: Yeah, that, because, I mean, the, the potential before this rule change was, let's say you led a game for 59 minutes and 59 seconds, and the other team comes back and kicks a field goal to tie it, then they win the coin flip, they go, they, they score a touchdown, they win the game, when really they were playing from behind the whole time. Right. I, I guess, I, I like this, I, I don't hate this, but I was thinking about other things, too. What about you you were talking about the spot and choose mm-hmm. what if they just put the ball at the fifty yard line uh-huh. in overtime field uh-huh. goals aren't a thing uh-huh you can't win on a field goal and you start at the fifty yard line and whoever goes down and scores a touchdown you know, th- they win the game if if the first team scores on their possession that next team gets an opportunity to match it but you know you're not playing the, the I think the college overtime rules are a little goofy because it it, it, it skews the scoreboard. It skews the stat sheet. Starting at the 50-yard line and you have to score a touchdown? I don't
2: understand. Why don't they just do, if they want to just change it for, for the playoffs and then do uh-huh. this, you play one more full quarter. Whoever is leading at the end of that full quarter wins. But then, what If mean? it's still tied, then you go to sudden death. But at least you played one more full quarter, and you're guaranteed both teams are going to. Yeah, get the Yeah, you're not going to get that past no, the players' association. That's just too much extra in the playoffs,
1: football. though.
0: That's potentially like f- a, a minimum of thirty more minutes of football. Yeah, that's okay. That's I'm too about,
1: much
2: football. All I'm talking I'm, I'm talking about changing it for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, in the NHL, you can play seven overtimes uh-huh. and then have to play again two days later. Uh-huh. So you're telling me they couldn't play one more
1: quarter and then ha- you know have a week off? But you're effectively doing the same thing here because you're making sh- you're you're allowing the other team to have the ball. That's the only issue. The issue is not, let's play X amount of more minutes and then go to sudden death. It's, let's prevent a team from losing without touching the football. Yes. And if you How play about a full this, quarter and you're leaving the possibility yeah.
0: open for it still to
1: be tied, you haven't really accomplished anything. How's this? Because there, are a lot of people always make fun of the kickers and the punters. Mm-hmm. What if you you had to play quarterback with your kicker in overtime? <laughs> this is, these are the ideas that I like. I know you like these, these ideas. These are the out-of-the-box the ideas. Yeah, see, so if you had a Jay Feely... You might be able to run some some option. Yeah, why might- stop? Why stop
2: there? Everybody on the team has to play a different position than what their normal <laughs> position is. Right. Uh-huh. All the rules go out the uh-huh. window. Uh-huh. Everybody's uh-huh. eligible. Mm-hmm. The defense has to play off. Hunters or have to
1: be like the that. middle linebackers, I mean, you, and the kickers have to be the quarterbacks. You know, my idea
2: <laughs> is the, you know, you play with the two balls. Both oh, offenses insane. and defenses are on the field uh, at the same time. Right. They both start at yeah. the opposite ends of the field.
0: Well, Roger or Goodell how, apparently, oh, or, uh, apparently listens to this show. Oh. Uh, he texted me and he said, wow, that Jared is one sniveling weenie. Yeah. Oh, no.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or put the ball on the 50-yard line like you said, Vinny, and then do a rugby scrum for possession. <laughs> they
2: tried that in uh, oh, the, XFL, remember? This is I think the XFL!
0: Oh. I scrapped that when a couple people died, yeah. I think. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Oh really? Though that lasted like three weeks, and then they're like, "Oh, that's why they don't do this."
1: Yeah, this this was a bad idea. Let's change this up. Well, we also learned from Roger Goodell yesterday that he is not going to be involved at all in the punishment of Deshaun Watson. He is he has nothing to do with it. There's an independent arbiter arbitrator who would take care of that,
0: which is probably a good thing probably different than probably
1: gives a little more transparency probably. yeah you don't want the yeah you're right have you're you right.
0: subscribed to the bickley and murata podcast subscribe right now on your iphone or android you'll never miss any of the show it's the bickley and murata podcast brought to you by carol royce keller williams realty east valley get the most money selling your home for cash go to highestprice.com that's highestprice.com coming up next we'll stay in the nfl and speaking of deshaun watson Some ramifications from his contract that maybe you didn't think about and how they could hit locally. We'll get into that next. Pickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.